back to the Fourth Way Podcast. It's that time in the season for me to get into some rebuttals and counter-rebuttals. Due to the topic for this season, I'm sure that I could spend 50 episodes working on rebuttals, uh, or counter-rebuttals, I guess. However, I think that most challenges to the negative case I've laid out so far against government largely come down to pragmatic assumptions. Christians can't wrap their minds around the church being important and politics being a usurpation of God's means and his kingship. Since government seems necessary to the way that we live and wield power, God has to warrant government, right? So I find that there ultimately aren't many rebuttals to deal with since they largely center around some central presuppositions. Namely, the presupposition that God's means are foolish and that we should pursue the things that make more sense and will accomplish what God wants. Maybe you think that take is a little dismissive. I don't know, it probably is. However, I do recognize that there are a few rebuttals that are more grounded, which I do want to address this season. I'm sure more rebuttals will end up coming up over time, and I, I don't have a problem adding to the season. But for now, I only have you know five or six rebuttals that we're going to get to, and I'm going to try to counter-rebut. For our first rebuttal episode, I want to look at the example pro-government advocates often bring up, which is that the Bible depicts many Christian leaders in secular governments. And of course, I'm using the term Christian here anachronistically because Old Testament characters would not have been called Christians, but you know what I mean. Some of the most important examples put forward for consideration here are Joseph, Daniel, and Esther, though a few others can also be found uh, throughout the Old Testament. So how would someone from my position handle the accusation that Joseph or Daniel's participation in government shows God's approval of government? First, I'd say that everything described in the Bible isn't prescribed. Polygamy is perhaps the best example. Many, if not most, of the protagonists and God-fearers in the Bible were polygamous, yet we recognize that God does not want us to function this way. Second, I can't think of a time where God approves of kingship and government. The Bible is big, and I may be missing something here, but the best I think a pro-government individual will get is God saying that he will use or wield a government in a particular way, that he raised a nation up for a particular purpose, or that he approves of a particular leader's actions. But this is very different than an approval of government itself. Going back to the example of polygamy, the fact that God used Jacob's second wife, Rachel, to bear a son, Joseph, to save his people from famine, does not mean that God approves of polygamy. And just because David was a man after God's own heart, yet was polygamous, it doesn't mean that God approved of his polygamy. God uses imperfect vessels to accomplish his purposes, and his positive commentary on the parts of their lives where they are faithful and good in no way validates or affirms uh, affirms other aspects of their lives or actions that they have taken. Sure, God did use Joseph, Daniel, and Esther, but does that mean he likes his kingship being usurped by men? Did God approve of what were likely promiscuous sexual exploits by Esther to please the king into choosing her? I can't imagine. Third, at least in the three instances of Joseph, Daniel, and Esther, I can't think of any actions they take in their stories which would be displeasing in government. Daniel interprets dreams and prays. If that's all our governments did, there wouldn't be an issue. 
Joseph stored up food and distributed it. He had the power to kill his brothers, but he didn't use that, and we don't know that he ever used that power on anyone else. Nothing in the story highlights that aspect of Joseph's rule. Likewise, though Haman and his compatriots end up being killed in the story of Esther, it isn't at Esther's behest, but rather the king decides that independently. Ultimately, I just don't think that this is a good retort from the pro-government people. I mean, there are just tons of things in the Bible which are descriptive rather than prescriptive. Plus, what the Bible does say about government explicitly seems to be what we should go on, not what we can maybe derive. Sure, God uses other governments, including secular governments, um, but that doesn't mean that, uh, that God approves of usurpation. God tells us that seeking kingship is in fact usurpation of his own kingship, and he warns us what kings will do. They'll steal money and conscript. And he tells us that despite their attempted usurpation, he guides their hearts and is ultimately in control and will accomplish his plan. This is not at all an approval of government. That's all for now. So peace, and because I'm a pacifist, when I say it, I mean it. This podcast is a part of the Kingdom Outpost Network. Please check out the links below to find other great podcasts and content related to nonviolence and kingdom living.